0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Houston, we have a podcast. Uh, I will be your host for today, uh, upgraded from co-host Paulo. Um, and as always, I'm joined by my, your regular host Carson, and uh, fresh off her stand-up comedy debut for our workplace, which will go unnamed for legal reasons, <laughs> um, is Lauren, our returning guest. Hey, Lauren.
1: Hey.
0: Welcome back.
1: Thank you, you for having me again. You guys really don't have many friends.
0: <laughs> I mean that's no that's not why we asked you back. <laughs> um anyways, we're uh we're in just in time for um quarantine to start being lifted. Uh in uh due to COVID, uh we're going to uh do it have an in-depth analysis of the wreck slash quarantine movie franchise, um, which if you're not familiar with, uh, started with Wreck in 2007, um, which is a Spanish zombie movie. Uh, I won't go into too much detail because that's what we're going to do as a group. Um, But yeah, it's uh, uh, something to definitely revisit while you're uh, transitioning back into the world from coming out of your cave coming out of your quarantine if you will anyways um as we as we always start our episodes uh, we're going to talk about something we've seen recently aside from wreck and quarantine obviously um you might get some good recommendations you won't from me today but um let's start with lauren what have you seen recently
1: oh boy well other than all of the shows that make me feel better about the state of the world right now. Um a movie that I would love to point out is oh my god, I totally just forgot it. What the hell? I've been watching Family Guy to go to sleep otherwise I don't sleep. Um so that shows you the state of uh my sanity. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, uh, Haunting of Hill House, uh, yeah. those are movies, right? They're two hours each, I think, so they technically it counts. are a movie. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's just interesting because that that building's been used in a number of different movies, and in each time it's used in a very different way. And so I have tried to create a landscape of what I think the building actually looks like Because in every movie, they make it look very different. Uh, And that's how nerdy I am. So let's go over to Carson.
0: I have have you actually created this?
1: (laughs) Um, Like on a piece of paper.
0: Yeah, okay. Do you you know where this
2: actual (laughs) location exists?
1: I Googled it once, but no.
2: Maybe you can go there after.
1: it was from like a black and white movie that I saw that's actually the scariest movie I've ever seen is The Haunting, like the original haunting, because they weren't even able to show any gore or anything. And so everything is kind of like, this is happening in the background. And so you just see people being like, ah, and then you don't know what they're <laughs> screaming at. And so the whole time you're like, come on, show me the scary thing. Show it to me. What does it look like? And it never shows up. And they all die.
0: And it was scary?
1: Oh, it was horrifying. It's this scar- It's honestly the scariest movie I've ever seen. And I love horror movies because it was before Alfred Hitchcock and everybody being like, let's push the boundaries of what's appropriate to show on video. Oh. So they really had to go out of their way to make it an actual scary movie. Whereas today you can just be like, oh, my hand's being cut off. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah
0: by contrast uh the movies the wreck and quarantine movies are how i like my scary movies not too scary <laughs> but
1: <laughs>
0: um carson what have you seen recently
2: uh so i saw the king of staten island which is judd apatow's new movie uh written and starring pete davidson um I was interested because it's basically like he's writing a story about his life. Uh, I don't know. I actually didn't read too much about his personal life, but apparently his dad died during nine 11 uh, as a firefighter. And so this story is about like him as an adult, like kind of not coping so well with having a dad who uh, dies in a fire. Although like they seem to change the, uh, like the actual facts of his life a lot. Like they have him not dying during nine 11, just like in a regular building fire. And instead of, Uh, aspiring to be a comedian Uh, this character is like aspiring to be a tattoo artist Uh, but otherwise like it it seems like pretty genuine description of his life and just basically not going through a situation very well Um, so I thought I thought that that was uh, pretty well done Um, if you like Judd Apatow it's kind of like that same style of humor as well Um, but it gets a little I don't know what the right term is but like It It, it drags a little and it's a bit cheesy and like overly optimistic for like didn't really earn it reasons um but otherwise like general recommendation on it it was pretty solid although i have to say my movie standards are pretty low right now considering nothing's coming out
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i agree i i I enjoyed it as well i felt like it was a little bit too long and it was like a little repetitive with just showing him like dealing with things it's kind of like the same way of him dealing with stuff over and over again um and compared to like Judd Apatow's <laughs> Judd Apatow's other comedies like it wasn't as Judd apatow <laughs> um but yeah lord i'm so i'm very sad that the actual video recording won't be <laughs> posted but
1: <laughs> oh i know i just wanted to throw you guys off
0: yeah and you did it worked <laughs> um so, I mean, while I'm feeling a little uh, positive right now, I guess I'll just go into the the nightmare that I saw recently, which is Artemis Fowl. Um, oh, puppies. Okay, you got to stop doing that, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so if you've been following our podcasts for at least six months, you'll know that I was very much looking forward to the Artemis Fowl movie coming out, uh, on, which came out on Disney Plus like two weeks ago. Um, it was terrible. Um, it like, I was, I was very shocked. I found myself confused, even though I had read like almost all of the books. So I know what's happening. But when it was translated to the movie, it did not make any sense. And things kind of just happened with no, for no reason.
2: Yeah, and I have to say, it, it was
0: not true to the to the source material at all, which but, was very disappointing for me.
2: I think your disappointment is entirely your fault. There's like nothing that would have indicated <laughs> that this movie was ever going to be good. Um, but are you, are you, I mean, believed... like I wasn't
0: basing it off like an amazing trailer or anything. I was just like, I had I had wanted this to be a movie ever since I first read the book, and that was like when I was at the age of reading young adult novels. <laughs> so. Okay, so I, I have know. some
2: questions as somebody who saw the movie and did not read the books. Uh, okay. It seems that in the movie, the entire character of Artemis Fowl is basically just uh, Josh Gad saying that he's really smart. <laughs> they don't actually show him being smart or doing anything clever. Like, Do, do they explain that more in the book, or is um, it...
0: Oh, you don't remember the the whole scene at the beginning where he's describing, like... uh. Artemis Fowl beating the guy in chess and like and like winning the no like science prize or some. <laughs>
2: and when he mentioned he could only relate to Einstein, that's the only other human being he related to.
0: Yep. That he's <laughs> smart. Not that's even how you smart. know he's smart. And he was surfing. Smart kids do that, right? It's like so in the in the novel he's like supposed to be some like really stoic, just all business. It's like it's supposed to be unnatural because he's a young boy, so everyone expects him to be a young boy. But he's like a, a child prodigy, a child genius, and he's like a criminal, like he's a, he's a criminal mastermind. Which, the again in the movie, they only say that they only show that he's a criminal mastermind because at the end he says, "I'm a criminal mastermind <laughs> now." Like, yeah, <ugh. laughs> I don't, I can't, like I was so ready to just uh rant about this but there's so many things that i felt were so wrong about it that i can't uh like i can't even vomit them into my microphone <laughs> fast <laughs> enough <laughs> like the like the the characters they just like all of the characters are all of the main characters in the book are very interesting they're like um even the even like for example the bodyguard he is like he is a layered character who is like Artemis Fowl's father figure, because his dad is like missing, um, or just because he spends more time with Artemis because his dad is also like a businessman, not around a lot, and he's just in the in the in the movie he's just there to like show Artemis, I mean to give more exposition basically, and and like Judy Dench is like the the fairy uh, police He's captain when in the book it's like some giant john goodman looking guy <laughs> i don't know i'm not I, don't, I didn't even i realized i didn't even explain what the story is about for anyone <laughs> that uh is listening and hasn't read the books. So, yeah sorry lauren <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're <laughs> so, like ah yes everything's normal and then an elf
0: yeah <laughs> it's okay so, before i spend too much time talking about it it's about um. Uh, like it's there's a secret world of fairies and elves and goblins and stuff, and Artemis Fowl, this child genius, discovers them, and he tries to hold one ransom for uh for a lot of gold, for uh, reasons that are actually pretty altruistic because he has a uh uh unhealthy unhealthy mother, a mother who's sick, <laughs> um, and the the movie just throws all that shit out the window. Yeah, I feel like the, the
2: movie missed an act. Like, there was a bit of an intro, and then it's like, okay, we're we're at the final action scene now. Um, yeah. So there was that, and it's like none of the characters really made sense. Like, I I wanted to know the bodyguard. It felt like there was more to him. Um, but then it was like, there was just nothing there.
1: Maybe it, like, they ran out of time filming, and so they were just like, let's just put whatever we have together.
0: I, maybe what i read was like they they wanted they took the story in a different direction because they specifically made it like it's a kids movie so it's too like we can't make him a criminal mastermind because that's not appropriate for kids and we can't have like the bodyguard be this bad, badass uh father figure slash like action guy because that's not appropriate for kids and like it's just is a waste it was a waste of like an interesting story okay that's enough <laughs> sorry
1: It's funny because you had the opposite feel of what I had because when when I first read Harry Potter, uh, for some reason, since I have have a ton of learning disabilities, so I pictured everything very differently uh, based on what I read. And then when the movie came out, I was just like, oh, this makes a lot more sense than what I was reading. But I also (laughs) did the same thing to The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So, like, it's all good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, I can't speak so much to the sisterhood of traveling pants, but uh, <laughs> the Harry Potter movies, definitely. The, it was weird also for me how they took certain aspects of the the books in a different direction, where, like, I, I remember thinking in, like, the third or the fourth movie, like, I already know how the books end, so how are they planning to make this work in the movie? And it's been so long that I don't even remember now, but yeah, it worked, I think. Until they did the Fantastic Beasts ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, until J.K. Rowling was just like transgender people are gross. And that too. Did she actually say that? I, I no, she, she said that. Oh, she okay. said that it's like it's wrong. Oh. But apparently, there's a. This is a common theme in um, in Britain. So, I need to read more on it. I'm saying stuff that I don't <laughs> have fact I mean, checked. I mean, it's
0: pretty like evident that she did say something to that effect.
1: <laughs> she has in the past. When I was in Scotland, we were thinking about going to see some of like the the cafe where she uh, wrote the books and stuff like that. And then I saw some of her tweets about the transgender community, and I was just like, "Oh, cool! My family <laughs> is not accepted. To you, then your family is not accepted to me."
0: Yeah. That uh, that's kind of how uh, all of the Philippines was when Manny Pacquiao did that same kind of thing. <laughs> oh. it's quite unfortunate. Anyways,
1: uh, let's move on. I
0: digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, rec rec for monkey.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, uh, we've uh, talked enough about other things that are not rec slash quarantine related. Um we're going to go right into uh so so we don't make the, or so we don't make the mistake that I did describing Artemis Fowl we're going to start off uh tell you guys about the Wreck and quarantine movies that we watched give you a quick synopsis of uh what they're about uh before we go into our in-depth discussion about them um there there's a quite for for six zombie movies uh in the same Series-ish. Uh, there's quite a bit of uh, variety, <laughs> kind of. I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but um, for I the agree. with two movies. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Carson?
2: I know. I say I agree. Like it, it went in directions I was not anticipating, but also not yeah. in the directions that I, I thought it was gonna go in different, differenter directions.
0: <laughs> differenter and differenter. Which I'll explain okay.
2: once we get into like Rec Three and Four.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so I, I mean to get us started, I think Carson you were going to tell us about Rec 1, right?
2: Yeah, so I'll give a, a brief description of Rec 1. This is the one that like most people I think are familiar with because it was quite popular. Um came out in 2007, uh is a Spanish film. Um most popular for being a found footage film in kind of the craze of found footage horror movies. Uh this came out in a time period where uh, Cloverfield and Paranormal Activity and Rec all came out within like a four-month time period, and it kind of exploded found footage uh, genre within like horror. Um, so it was most popular for that. Uh, the basic story is that uh, so it, everything is filmed through the camera that is kind of doing a, a late-night TV show. Uh, so you have a host who uh, they do, I think the show is called like While You Sleep or something like that, um, and basically their yeah. show is like... they While you they, were sleeping. While you were sleeping, thank you. Um, and so they, they talk with people who are working around the city, presumably. And so this night's assignment is to go work with the firefighters. And so they're there and, you know... And I think what I really like about Rec. 1 is like it starts off really uh, kind of almost boring and just like something you can relate to of like, oh, this is how boring being a firefighter is. Like everyone thinks it's super exciting and we go on calls, but really it's like we just kind of hang out. Um, and then they eventually get called to an apartment where it's like, okay, we're just doing like a, a health check thing. Um, and they see that somebody is like you know, screaming or responding odd. Um and then like slowly throughout the movie, like, you know, there's they initially just go there to help this one old lady who's being crazy. Uh she bites something or she bites somebody, and then people start getting infected, and then they get locked into the building, and it's like there's this very slow ramp up of like we're just going to this one apartment building, check something out. And then like, by the end of it, it's kind of like, there's this crazy zombie movie that's arrived. Um, and again, all filmed through, you know, found footage, uh, like a TV camera from like somebody who's doing like a a late night TV program. Um, and so like the main character is like your, your TV host. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's the basic, like, it's not a very complicated movie. It's like, it's very simple. Like let's go to an apartment let's spend the entire movie in that apartment. And then it slowly ramps up to like a full on horror movie.
0: Good, good uh recap um do, should, should we uh actually I, I think we'll go through all of them first right before we
2: no let's let's talk about wreck Oh,
0: okay okay i mean yeah that it, it's hard for me to talk about wreck one without comparing it to quarantine um
2: because it's basically the same movie um, it's
0: essentially the same which
2: movie. we'll get to but like <laughs> I guess like initial thoughts like did you guys like Rec? Like we haven't even discussed this at all of like whether you guys think these are good movies or not. Um I thought Rec 1 was good in terms of the format. Uh I unfortunately watched it dubbed instead of subtitled, which kind of ruined a lot of it for me cuz dubbing is uh, terrible. Um yeah. But it's no, not don't. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like I don't think it's the best made movie like you can tell that these aren't people who have done like a ton of feature films in their life um but that kind of works in its favor because it is supposed to be something that's like more normal more more grounded like people you see every day and then it slowly ramps up but like I didn't think the production quality was amazing but I thought the idea was good enough to work for one movie
0: (laughs) I I actually thought that was like a conscious decision where like not so much because of the budget constraints but like they wanted to make it look like it was really happening like they are actually in there recording this zombie outbreak going on. Whereas like comparatively quarantine is uh, it's a lot more polished be- just because it's like bigger, bigger budget, bigger studio. They can actually do like better. I mean, uh, like choreograph these stunts and like have better effects. But then you there's a, like, it looks great, but then there's the trade off of it. Like you're, you always know you're in a movie which is, like, I don't
2: know. I don't know. I think about it, it the other what way you around. you
0: prefer, I guess. I,
2: I, I think the opposite, because the the main actress is not very good at all. And there's a few scenes, like, <laughs> when she's talking, where it's just, like, this is not at all how a human being would respond to any scenario. And so <laughs> that took me out of the the movie more than anything, and, like, quarantine one, and, and we'll talk about that. But, like, the acting kept me in the movie.
0: In... Mm. Oh, in Quarantine versus Wreck?
2: Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. But, I don't know, rec was a little too unpolished to, like, really work for me. Like, it was good. It was a nice, like, interest. like, to its benefit, it didn't go very long. I think it's it probably, like, even just short of, like, an hour and a half of, like, it does what it needs to, and it moves on.
0: Yeah. I mean, which, like, it wasn't even my favorite of the six. But, I mean, yeah, I I agree it was good
1: (laughs) if anything like I don't know because sometimes I guess because it's a different culture in Spain that I try to be a little less judgmental of like how they respond to things versus how we would respond to things Um, especially because there's the movie version of how people respond to things which is what we all are pretty much programmed to assume is how a human would react to whatever. But at the same time, I know in, in, in horror movies, at some points, the directors will actually try to scare the <laughs> staff so that there is some literal kind of emotion there. Um, and so I did find with her though, she went from being like calm, cool and collected to just like, screaming angry woman and that (laughs) i just i didn't like that because i was just like oh cool stereotypes great (laughs) another movie that puts the women and objectifies them and doesn't actually give them much of a character good thank you
0: i I actually thought i maybe i'm just not remembering wreck as well because it's the one i watched like furthest back but the, I thought the main character was supposed, like, she was, like, she would freak out, but she was supposed to be, like, um, more, like, more fighting back, freaking out, than just, like, breaking down, like, oh, I'm just a l- little girl.
1: Oh, yeah, like, number two, which is, or <laughs> quarantine two, which was just, like, brutal. The, no, I, I get yeah. that.
2: But the one thing, like, so about the lead actress in Rec 1... Uh, like, they really needed to justify why the camera was still rolling, and so they kept having her in these scenarios where it's like, oh, the people need to know what's going on in here. And it's just, like, <laughs> I feel like that required some very, like, mature acting to pull that off, because, like, it doesn't really make sense at all um, why you would keep a film camera rolling through this entire time, and it's just like, I don't know. That so that didn't that
1: explain why, she just started yelling that. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. is what kind of lost me on it. Just like, hysterical. It's, yeah because she didn't she didn't go into any explanation or anything they're just like turn that off and she's like people need to see it like, <laughs> would, wouldn't you want to talk with your cameraman prior to like figure out whether or not you should keep filming
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think movies in general and especially these ones uh and i'm going to be i'm alluding to rec three a little here they need to do a lot better with that trope and that's like one of the big problems of like the found footage like finding a reason why any of this should be recorded or why anyone would actually care to record this stuff going down, even if their job is like a reporter or a cameraman, like once it gets this hairy and everyone's just zombified and eating each other, I don't, I I think there's a point where they, they're like, okay, we don't have to do this anymore. So like, just I don't know how, like, if you get creative and be like, okay, it's camera's mounted, I can't stop it, it's recording.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a GoPro. Oh, we yeah. smash the button and it won't stop going.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, like, it, they kind of, that probably explains why in the later movies there's less of that, but we'll get into that. But that, that trope definitely needs some work.
1: Do we want to than- go rec one, quarantine one, rec two, quarantine two? I think or do we want to go? Okay. Because. Okay, so I'm doing Quarantine One. Um, it's basically what Carson said, except it's more polished, a bigger budget, and is in English. Um, the acting, I think, is a little bit better. A little bit better. But I feel like, to an extent, instead of making it their own, they went almost word for word what rec one did almost they added bits yes. but they didn't take anything from rec one and change it up a little bit which i I, think I didn't like
2: i disagree with a lot of that. Oh. that that's
0: very that it's the same
2: no like i i think quarantine is basically everything like because rec feels like a bunch of kind of amateur filmmakers had a cool idea and did something that kind of worked and resonated with audiences. And it's kind of like if they had a second chance to do that once they were later in their career, just say like, let's make the same movie but just make it better. That's in my <laughs> opinion what quarantine would be. Um, and I think like there was some key things that they did a lot better. Um, one, they spent more time with the firefighters in the beginning to actually build up that connection between the characters. Um, I thought Jennifer Carpenter was way better. Like <laughs> when she starts like almost hyperventilating as shit's going down, like you can actually feel like she's scared and like she's she's good for that type of role and like she doesn't feel like a fake character she feels like she's genuinely there and I feel like she made the biggest difference but then there was also just a bunch of like smaller things that in my opinion they tightened up um one being like one of the extra scenes that you were talking about was um when the they get into like a fight in a room and the cameraman has to like smash the girl in the face with his camera uh which I thought was like a good use of like the found footage and then like after that, he's kind of like sitting, wiping off the lens because it has blood on it. And it's kind of like you you feel that he's kind of shook because he just had to kill a zombie. And I felt like all those little things added up to a better movie than Wreck was.
1: That's true because I was when uh, when she first sees two people get murdered uh, in quarantine, she does what anyone would do and actually like goes into shock. Yeah firm and 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 stays there whereas in the Spanish version the lady's just like, Okay, let's go like <laughs> like, sorry, you weren't expect like you heard that this was like a health check call. This isn't the reaction you have to two people being murdered in front of you unless you're a psychopath. Which I still question if that was part of the character. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, if you see, if you watch her later in the, uh, in the series, you could, there's some definite questions about that.
2: Kind <laughs> yeah. of. Um, the other thing I thought they did really well is so in rec one, they have like that rich, I don't know if he's even rich, but like the kind of the snobby character who I don't even like, I, maybe I'd have to rewatch rec, but I, I feel like he wasn't even there for the first half of the movie. And then he just kind of shows up in the second half and he's kind of being racist towards the Chinese couple um and he's oh yeah
1: and then he's just like and I know where the keys are
2: yeah and then in quarantine they they do that same character and he has like the girlfriend or whatever and he's like a you know opera teacher or something like that and I just felt like that character was a little more polished and he was a little more integrated from the beginning um but it's still kind of like I feel like they wanted to have a character that you were kind of cheering for when he died and I think <laughs> you you understand him almost too well in quarantine that it's like you don't get that effect of like enjoying seeing somebody die um but in the in the first one like the character like you really hated him um so i don't know which one is better like i feel like the acting and the character was better in quarantine but like maybe the purpose of the character was better accomplished I in think that 1.
1: quarantine was better but they had Rec one to go off of i think if Rec one was going off of quarantine they would have done a much better job and so i feel like with quarantine's like handicap of the extra support I'm talking like golf sorry <laughs> um yeah sorry that doesn't make any sense to people that don't understand golf um but no so quarantine i just think for what they were already given like they were just handed it with a bow on it and, and everything i just for me i could i would have seen more from it but in terms of if you're putting the movies next to each other and being like hey which one was better quarantine obviously is better
2: but i do think that's kind of rare to see because i mean it's it's common for foreign language films to kind of be made as like an american version um and then in my like i think the most recent one was um what's it called the one where like the guy's in the wheelchair and then he has to like help and there's like a French version of the movie. And then they did it with Brian Cranston and, uh, oh, the uh, upside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like every time they do an English version, it's just like, why would you, why did you make this movie? You've not done anything like better. And like, all you've just old basically. Boy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's always just a worse version of the movie, but in English to help it sell more. Whereas like this one, at least they made it better. They like polished up a bit. And so it's like, I can understand the value of quarantine as opposed to just being like, a cheap cash grab just to put something in English.
1: True. That makes sense, especially with the amount of cash grabs I've seen. So, okay. Quarantine isn't as much as a turd as I (laughs) making it out to be.
0: I mean, yeah, it definitely wasn't, well, there's not much else to compare it against when you only have quarantine one and two and two is just as that. It's brutal. Bad. (laughs) but um yeah quarantine was definitely i guess i don't give it enough credit sometimes considering i don't know it was it was done fairly well um, so
2: one question i'll throw out to you guys uh one of the major differences between wreck and quarantine is the ending um in the original wreck we find out that the cause of these zombies is because they've uh somehow turned exorcism or possession of demons into like a, a virus uh, whereas the second one, they kind of removed the religious aspect entirely and just say it's like a doomsday cult, came up with a virus. Uh, which one did you prefer?
0: Well, I wasn't going to get into that. I, I actually found it confusing in the Rex series because I felt like – I didn't know it was like a combination of the two. I, it felt like they were kind of flip-flopping between, oh, it's a, it's a demon now. Oh, it's a parasite now. Oh, it's a weapon. Like It wasn't like until the, the third form,
1: one that I got that they were trying to connect the two.
0: Yeah, well, we connect the, oh, yeah, 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 Like,
1: demon and virus. Before, if anything, I was just like, it is different directors and different states <laughs> in each movie, and we're just going to run with it.
0: I thought it was actually between the third and the fourth. Like, the third one, they were fully, okay, now it's, okay, it's demons now. And then by the fourth, it was like, okay, no, it's a parasite. Which, I guess, I'm kind of ruining the flow of the...
2: By the end of the first one, I was kind of like, oh, they weaponized possession of demons. Unintentionally, but, like, still, they kind of accomplished that. So, that was my understanding of, like, the whole Spanish version was, like, like, regardless of what the mechanics are, it's a religious background of, like, there are demons that are now being spread in a chemical form. Um, Which I thought was, like interesting as a five-minute tack-on to the end of a movie (laughs) and then maybe this is a segue into rec 2 but it's like where do you really go from there
1: (laughs) rec 2 honestly for me felt like they were trying to put together the concept of the movie like i don't even think of rec 2 as like its own movie it just feels like it was the extra scenes before rec three <laughs> well, well how okay, about why let's don't you give us under the under rundown now.
0: of rec two that was yours right one of yours lauren that's what, what you were behind. gonna lauren oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah that that was me that's that's why i did this it was, it was a perfect cutover <laughs> <mom>. <laughs> um no so so rec two the house is under quarantine it's been five minutes since the last movie and so they have these crazy swap people go in with what they think is a doctor to go find the antidote i believe but like nobody really knows what's going on everything's hush hush nobody's sharing information with each other so they go in also these kids sneak in which is horrifying uh and then they all get trapped in there together um that's where they kind of create bit a bit more of a plot uh because you find out the doctor that they brought in is actually a priest um and it's I, I found it really frustrating because this like from what i understand the SWAT team is supposed to kind of be like i don't ask questions i just do my job and these guys were just like what's going on explain <laughs> to us what's happening I don't understand, and so I was watching it being like, are you just trying to, like, provide explanation to the audience, or are you being like, I'm a humanitarian suddenly, and, uh, killing kids is wrong. <laughs> like, it, it was just, it was very confusing. I really liked that you expect that when they go up, they're going to find people from the last movie, and they're not there. I like that part. That's that's this little switcheroo dinger. Um, But I just, yeah. And so then the kids are getting attacked and then there's just a lot more demonic stuff. I also found that the makeup effects are quite different in terms of the zombie people. Um, It's just like it mutated between movies and now the the zombies look different than they did in the first one. Also the, uh, turnaround time on them becoming a zombie changes dramatically. Um, and yeah, so then it just gets a little bit confusing because you have the recording talking about an enzyme, but then you have the priest and, you know, he's saying you know, Jesus or whatever. Uh, <laughs> And then you have the demon that actually starts ta- – like, once they duct tape the crap out of this demon, they have him talking and being like, ha-ha-ha. Except they don't do an exorcism, which I find confusing because isn't that what every other movie does? Like Every other movie, demonic possession, exorcism. They're like, nope, we don't have enough time, even though we have all the time in the world um so we're just gonna throw a cross at him and yell at him. <laughs> well and they're blazing their own it. trail right yeah, yeah i know i was just kind of like okay just throw the rule book of every other movie and their historical um research out out the window
0: i mean that that priest didn't seem like a very good priest right <laughs>
1: <laughs> <A> terrible priest <laughs> he was just all like, this is bigger than us. But then at the same time, not. And then he's like crying or just not talking. And you're just kind of like, hey, acting 101, do your job. (laughs)
0: Like your your job of acting or your job as your character? Yes, your job of
1: acting (laughs) and your character. I don't know. Like there were just scenes where they like look over to him and he's just like, I'm just going to pierce, I'm just going to, Like make my mouth look really small and look like I'm thinking, but in reality... That's the stern priest look. That's the classic stern priest look. (laughs) It was pathetic. (laughs) For me, personally.
0: And that's, um, at the end I think that's where they introduce the parasite? Or they show the parasite, right? Spoiler alert. Very loud. Um... And that will come back later, in number number four.
2: Yeah. So talking about the parasite, I thought that was actually one of the things I liked about Rec Two is like it was genuinely creepy imagery of like seeing. Uh, so at the very end of Rec One, like the the main TV actress lady, like she gets taken from a demon, or, or whatever you want to call it, and then in Rec Two, so you, show, you sh- they show that she hasn't been killed. That actually like the demon just catches her and then like spits a worm into her mouth.
1: Uh, to make her
2: infected I guess Um, and I guess that's where it gets confusing of like whether it's the uh, I guess enzyme that you bite or it's like a worm or whatever but I I kind of saw that as like a separate thing It's like the main uh, demon as opposed to like how it's usually transmitted Um, so I was okay with that Um, overall like Wreck 2 I felt that it was the expected and kind of lazy way to do a sequel because like you you see what like the success of Wreck is all around like we're in kind of a close quarters environment. We have this found footage idea, like what are we going to do for a sequel? And like the the solution is usually let's do the same movie. Um, What I kind of liked about rec three, and we'll talk about that later on, is it it more captures the spirit of it and then trying to rebuild it. Whereas like rec two was kind of just like, we're going to go to that exact same apartment. We're going to go to the same rooms. We're going to do like the exact same (laughs) thing. And that's what people are going to like. And like, we're going
1: to have different people.
2: Yeah, and that's, like, I didn't, like, I guess you can compare Rec 2 to Quarantine 1 because they're basically, like, let's remake the same movie, but let's try to do it better. Um, And the things that, like, I'll shout out, Rec 2 did a couple things good. Um, Paulo, you were mentioning that uh, you kind of have to justify why you're doing a found footage film at some point. And, like, I thought they captured that well in that they were doing it from, like, the body cams of the SWAT cam team or the SWAT team. Uh, yeah. because there was times when they would split up and they'd be like oh let's check on what so and so is doing and they would switch that cam and I'm like okay I buy the found footage side of this um, but at the same time there are a bunch of SWAT characters who have their helmets on and so you don't really know who any of the characters are and it's like I don't give a shit about any of these people, whereas the first one they do all that time <laughs> we know like, they're
0: gonna die, <laughs> yeah,
2: and like the first one, like you spend all that time like with the firefighter house and you see the connections, and it's like, okay, these are people we care about, whereas like in Rec two, it's like, I don't give a shit about anyone here,
1: yeah, like they literally are just in the sWAT car on their way there, and they're like making fun of each other and being like, Who's gonna carry the battering ram? I will. <laughs> And it's just kind of like, cool, great character building.
0: That's the fun team banter that makes you care about them so much that you don't want them to die, even though you don't know who you're looking at when it's the the helmet cams.
1: <laughs> I just also found that, not that they all looked the same, but, I mean, they were all wearing identical body armor. And I feel like normally the head or the captain would have something different. And so then... They were random. I, I was just having so much trouble understanding who was who because the captain is the one that's in charge and he's taking care of everything and he gets upset when his men die. But I couldn't – I had so much trouble because you can't see anybody's face half the time. And so it was just them yelling into their microphones and I was just kind of like, I'm sorry, which character was this <laughs> why is he upset oh he's the head okay makes sense thank you thank you the
2: chief i could understand because they kept referring to him as chief and he actually had his helmet off but then it was like
0: (laughs) all the other people who cares about well that's kind
1: of like paying attention to who whose helmet fell off
0: (laughs) that's kind of like a comment even in like like war movies sometimes where it makes it difficult for me to tell people apart like it, it like you even in the ones that are done well, and you like care about the characters. I'm going to use like Black Hawk Down as an example. Um, like they they did a good job, for example, of like building the characters up at the beginning when they're all like chilling at the base. But then when they're all fighting and they're all dying, it obviously you feel bad, but it's all kind of just like mushed together, and everyone's looking the same, so you don't really know. Who's dying and what's happening? It's kind of like it's the kind same. of
1: like one of the new Transformer
0: movies where it's just like you oh, have no a...
1: idea what's going on and it's just scene, 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 and you're just like, where am I? And they're just that's like, a, I don't know. a level
0: up of confusion right there. But that's
1: the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like even when he, he, like yes, he had his helmet off, but like when he was turned around, I couldn't tell who had a helmet on because he also had dark hair. So it was just like, they're running up the stairs and stuff. And I'm just like, sorry, who, who is here still? Who is missing? Who's on the cam in the other room? No idea.
2: Yeah. You really needed to spend like a lot more time like with them before they're going over to the house. And like, you needed to have that one rookie character who's out of his element and the one like cynical guy and like have these like, you know, just classic tropes. They don't need like super interesting, well-developed characters, like. I just need to know the difference between them and feel bad for the rookie guy when he gets killed because we feel bad for him.
0: Um, it was his first mission, and he yeah. didn't want to. <laughs> I feel like it's it's what you would expect from the like the cheap knockoff American version. Yeah. When they try to copy wreck, and then they're like, oh, "Okay, we'll do this type of thing," and that, but it's funny because it's the actual same people that did wreck that did wreck two, which is not as good. And one but, thing I mean, that- it, it, it led to better things.
1: <laughs> also, when the, when when it goes from, like, the sudden... So the priest is all, like, a can't... Or, sorry, doctor priest. They keep calling him doctor even after he exposes that he's a priest. Um, they, They're they kind of like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And he's like, oh, I can't tell you. That's confidential. And then it seemed like just a split second he was just like, okay, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> like, there wasn't any there wasn't any just kind of like we're going to call this in we're done there wasn't any ultimatum or anything he just finally was just like okay i'll explain everything and also when he was just like don't you guys have kids and i was just waiting to be like okay some some character development <laughs> let's let's see let's see the response and they just all go fine <laughs> let's do this and it's just like do you have children where are they what are their names? Do you have emotions? Um, it just seemed like they just went from just like angry to like, I don't know. They just, they didn't, there weren't clear changes in the story. It was just like, I can't tell you anything. Okay, here's everything. Do you have children? Let's go. Like,
2: Yeah, one thing that I like that REC really did is, like, there was a a really slow build-up throughout the movie, and then, like, the final five minutes is kind of everyone freaking out, and it's like, they kind of just go into the apartment in REC 2, and then it's it's just in freak-out mode already, and there's really nowhere to go from there. Like, you tried to slow it down, and, like, there's no time for character development because you're already in panic mode.
0: Because you're just screaming the entire time. It's just one long scream. But that's where
1: you go like, I can't do this because I have a newborn at home and blah, blah, blah. Or like, I can't do this because I'm scared or I'm having PTSD or like, I don't know. That's (laughs) where you take five minutes. You hide in the bathroom from the bad guys and you're just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And the guy's like, God damn it, you got to (laughs) do your service. And then the other guy's just like, I can't because... Story development.
0: (laughs) Well, one guy tried that, but then he just shot himself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that made no sense. Well, no, no, but from a SWAT, from, like, what they are supposed to be kind of embodying in terms of a SWAT, like, those guys are supposed to be, like, hell or high water. I don't care about my own well-being. I'm about other people. And so just the fact that he's just like, you know what? There's some zombies outside my door. It looks like a pretty good time for me to just shoot myself. Like that <laughs> just made no sense to me because he's like, he has a mission and he just completely forgot the mission. And was like, I'm scared. I'm just, bye. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I would
0: pick that over getting eaten. I probably would. Yeah. But
1: there was a chance that he could have gotten out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he just, like, he tried the window a little bit, and then he's like, that's okay,
1: <laughs> boom. Yeah, didn't even see how many zombies were outside or anything to be like, okay, how can I get out of the situation? There was no logic. There was just, like, guys, give me my cyanide tell. I'm done.
2: <laughs> For me, that's, like, the, uh, the kiss scene from Rise of Skywalker. It's, like, it's not a good scene, but I have many other problems, so, like, I'll let that scene pass. <laughs> Uh, and it's yeah, like, yeah. he seemed like he was in a panic. He had, like, one bullet left, and there was, like, seven zombies out the door. So I'm like, okay, fine. Give it to him.
0: That's from, like, from my m- movie with... watching...
1: <laughs> they don't hire people like that for SWAT.
2: <sighs> but it, it's more know. like like, for me, I saw it as he exhausted his options, and he knew that he wasn't going to survive. And so he did, like... And if you turn into a zombie yourself, then you're contributing more to the problem. So it's actually the best solution is what he did. Like, I didn't see it as like, a oh, I'm super panicked. And so I'm just doing this out of fear.
1: But He doesn't know about why the zombies are the way they are. He doesn't know all the stuff that we know. So the fact that he just automatically just was like red button (laughs) just confused me.
0: I think it's because we know those things because like from watching all these tropes of like we put all that shit together and it's like yeah he doesn't have any bullets left even though it's not necessarily shown like he doesn't have any bullets left it's hopeless he's just going to shoot himself and then we accept it if he
1: gets bitten he's going to become part of the problem he doesn't know that he's in the movie (laughs) 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 yeah it would have been
2: nice if he had been bitten first and like you could see like something red in his eyes and he's like he knows he's turning (laughs) then it makes more sense I guess there you go um, so one scene I want to talk about about wreck two that I actually really liked because um, it seems like in lieu of character development they decided to go with like exploring the mythology more. Um, part of which was, oh these things are banned from the light apparently, so you have to like see them through different lenses because like God has banned them from being. So I liked that element of the mythology. Um, and then there's which one scene. I thought scene... they
1: would use in wreck four.
2: Mm, I to don't, be like,
1: oh, not guy, Well, they changed the rules in Rec Three, so,
2: Um But no, the one scene I liked is like when the chief, like they're looking in this room and kind of like the dark, and then they see like this pool of water in the middle of the room, and then the chief gets pulled that into was- it, and then they take the lens off and he's just gone. I thought that was cool.
0: Magic. Yeah, that tripped me out a little bit. I I remember almost being confused at that point because it was like so different from uh, I don't think anything I'd seen at the time like it was a, it was a very interesting direction
1: that they took it if anything it almost made me be like hey put that back on let's see what the rest of the place looks like with this with this light no light thing
0: and that's why i kind of wish that they had stayed with the like just stayed with the demonic side of the of of everything rather than like moving slowly towards a parasite cuz like it also confused me at the end because i think Two different people got possessed, didn't they? Without like transferring a parasite? Or am I just remembering that wrong? In REC 2? Yeah. I only remember the one. Just the girl, right?
2: Yeah, she never transferred it to anyone in REC 2, I don't think.
0: Or someone transferred it to... Oh no, that was because there was like a time jump or something.
2: Well, I guess it doesn't kind of make sense because the, the creepy skinny person in REC 1 spits out the parasite... But then the creepy skinny person still exists as a demon?
1: Yeah, and yeah. separate from the girl. Which was weird.
2: Yeah, so I guess okay. that doesn't make sense. But I wasn't I guess I didn't really think about that too much at the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's like that's one reason why I wish they would have just stuck with like the whole demonic thing, 'cause that was like that was already different. It's kind of interesting. It's not like other zombie movies and it led to more stuff in rec 3 which we'll get into later um
1: i get that though because i almost wish that they had been like oh he was trying to create demon chemistry but it didn't work because he couldn't control it and it became just demon craziness and 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 there was science in the first two exactly (laughs) but then no
0: it's like the trade-off between like trying to make something maybe exist in real life versus just something that's scary, which I feel like demon stuff is more like for me at least demon stuff is more scary than like oh it's a parasite it could oh maybe it could happen but not really.
1: It's but almost like, like the founders of like Quarantine or Rec 1 were in the room and they were like no you have to keep both science and <laughs> And they were just like, we don't want to. We want to go this way. And they were, we're like, both. I'm pulling out, and you're going to have copyright issues if you don't continue to make it both of these. But I also That's were be, an interesting so theory. probably not. <laughs> that at all.
2: Well, it is interesting because there's actually, so these Rec 1 and Rec 2 were directed by two guys. Uh, Wame, Balaguero, and Paco Plaza. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but then one of those guys directs Rec 3, and then the other one direct rec four, directs Rec 4. And you can definitely tell okay. which one of them brought each element to Rec <laughs> 1 and 2. Um, 100%. Was, yeah. I actually
1: didn't know that. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's that why makes... I
1: thought it was a different director every time, because it was <laughs> like four completely different movies.
0: So they're just throughout production, these two guys were just fighting the entire time.
1: And one then, guy like, I was like, I get seasick was... when I go on boats, so you do this one.
2: <laughs> similar to, um, so in the early days of Wes Anderson, he teamed up with Noah Baumbach. Um, and I don't know if you guys know who Noah Baumbach is, but he recently did a marriage story with uh, Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, and he does a bunch of like family dramas, and so it, when in Wes Anderson's early career, you had like uh, The Life Aquatic and Royal Tenenbaums, and it was a combination of quirky Wes Anderson, but also these like realistic family genres. And then once Noah Baumbach left and like did his own thing, you kind of have Wes Anderson's just left with like this quirky style that doesn't mean anything. And so it's like sometimes that two people working together does produce something good. And I feel like Rec One and Rec Two was the good elements of both of their ideas. Um, Rec One more so than Rec Two but it's like it's good that they both combined because in my opinion when they went off on their own and did just their one side of it it did not work as well um but i guess maybe we have different opinions on that
0: that so we can i'm going to disagree with it it there it just <laughs> really
1: changed it just really changed
0: like they were just it, completely different movies
1: yeah they could have been they could have my uh, wreck 1 and 2 were like their own movies and then three and four could have been completely separate movies
0: so uh unfortunately we're gonna have to jump into quarantine two now uh i'll try to take as little time as possible for this one but historically i've been bad at describing synopses of movies oh, you're great i'm really bad <laughs> uh but thank you so, uh in quarantine two, uh this one happens in a movie. It's actually uh, in a movie, Jesus Christ. I'm already starting. It happens in a movie? It happens in a <laughs> in a plane, in an airport slash plane. So quarantine two aka terminal. Um it's uh it starts with the, the two it follows these two stewardesses. One is the main character and her friend. They're uh they they have a bunch of people uh, boarding their plane. Typical like the businessman, the uh, big guy who's like uh, kind of I don't know if he was supposed to be like sleazy or like He's or
1: definitely just like sexually southern people
0: or what?
1: He's definitely sexually harassed people.
0: I don't know if it was supposed to be that or if he was just supposed to have like southern charm, but it just wasn't done well by the actor. <laughs> but nope. anyways, that's not important. Um, there's a a school teacher i'm going to put that in air quotes a school teacher with uh, a cage of uh, his class's hamsters also in air quotes um you have a kid who's flying by himself he's uh, the, grumpy he's grumpy cuz he's like i don't need you lady to take care of me i fly all the time um my
1: parents are shitty
0: <laughs> and he already establishes that he doesn't like the stewardess who's supposed to take care of him which makes no sense for the end of the movie, but I'll get into that. Um, you have a couple, foreign couple, blah, 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 pilots. Okay. Um, they get on the plane. Um, the co-pilot, uh, w- which is a callback to quarantine one, he's saying like all his the dogs in his neighborhood are um, sick, and his dog is sick, and he like, I don't know if he got bit or he's just sick himself.
1: But. He said he has a head cold.
0: Yeah, but he clearly got it from his dog. I w- I'm not sure if that was supposed to be a red herring, because, like, the girl... I'm like, pretty a little sure girl that was a red herring. One. It was a red herring? Well,
2: actually, now I'm re- rethinking that, because, like, maybe it wasn't, but, like... Yeah, no, there was, like... Like, everyone was sick for different reasons, and it was, like... Is yeah. it supposed to be that they all coincidentally are sick, or is only one of these <laughs> the real ones?
1: It was just it, weird it, that he was like, my dog and I are sick, and that's perfectly normal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, but it was like specifically so specific because of the little the one of the little girls in quarantine 1 who's like, "Oh, my dog uh was also Max. sick." Yeah, something and then she became a zombie too. And that comes back it's in like, Rick's as well. But I have
1: tonsillitis and it's not related at all.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I'll leave that up in the air if that was a red herring cuz he actually wasn't the first zombie on the plane. Um uh so, Shows up as one later. Yeah.
2: Well, okay. Like, I, I guess maybe we'll have to talk about the plot at that one point, but there's a point where he, like, like the first guy who is a zombie is trapped in a bathroom, and then we come back, and then the other people who were keeping him in the bathroom are now zombies. And my assumption was that the big guy got out, but maybe it was just that the co pilot all of a sudden also became also sick. Got
0: sick. Yeah. Okay. Which would make a lot more sense. Um, but basically, so they get on the plane, um, the the stewardess main girl stewardess is all flirty with the school teacher because he's so cute um, and he's so smart so yeah <laughs> and um, a side note fun side note the uh, the school teacher was in one of my favorite movies I Love You Man in the tiniest part in I Love You Man the main character have you seen I Love You Man um, Lauren yes have you really how
1: are you tying this into this <laughs> he's in the movie he's, oh uh, okay.
0: Uh, Paul Rudd's brother is uh, a gay personal trainer who picks up this guy from the gym <laughs> and the guy he picks up from the gym is the school teacher in quarantine too. I know
1: these things. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Continue with the synopsis. Yeah,
0: sorry, that's not important. Um the so the uh the school teacher um the the, the southern sleaze bag question mark um he's trying to help the school teacher shove his hamsters into the overhead compartment he gets bitten and then boom he's clearly the first zombie later in the flight he become he turns excuse me he freaks out and he like vomits on one of the stewardesses he like bites her nose off he like he vomits uh, but side note there's a lot of animals on this plane <laughs> like there's a cat with a lady With an old lady. Um,
1: She's like, I'll just put it back in my purse. Silly
0: (laughs) The cat, like, eats the guy's vomit. So the cat's infected. The guy, um, uh, like, they have to restrain him. They land the plane. Um, And then they get into a terminal where uh, they're, like, locked in. Quarantine. Um, And then, uh, so they leave the the, the guy. They lock the the zombie in the bathroom plane, a plane of the bathroom plane of the bathroom the bathroom of the plane um with the 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 pilot and the pilot and i told you guys i'm not good at this um
1: you're doing great sweetie
0: (laughs) thank you they lock him in the plane the everyone else the stewardess is uh or the one stewardess now because the other one got her nose bit off so she has like a a pillow over her
1: face they also don't bandage the right part of her face for what was seen coming off sorry i'll, I'll let you finish it was
0: very dark when i was watching it i don't know if it was just the glare on my screen but there's a lot of things that i couldn't see very well so this might be lending to my inability to explain it <laughs> um but uh yeah so they're trying to get her help because she's bleeding out oh and one of the passengers was like an army medic um and uh, so they're like stuck in the, in the terminal. Uh, and um, basically their, their, their goal is to just get the girl medical help, but like the zombies get out and then they chase them around and they die one by one. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, um, the, only the stewardess and the, the little boy is left. Um, but the stewardess who was the main character has been bitten and then only, and then the boy escapes through like a tunnel where the stewardess can't get out. Um, they have a weird moment where he's like, I'm not going to leave you for no reason. Like, I don't know why he cares about her now. Uh, and then she's like, no, just leave me. And he's like, I'm not going to leave. You're you not going to hurt me. And then he leaves her. And then that's the end. Oh, and then the, the final shot is the cat uh, with covered in blood, like just walking away. In Vegas. <laughs> that's so, quarantine three.
2: That's quarantine two.
0: Sorry, quarantine two.
2: If you're listening to this and you haven't seen any of these movies, you're probably thinking, well, wait, this is a found footage uh, series. How did they manage to have found footage on an airplane? Uh, and the answer is they didn't. They just completely abandoned that, even <laughs> though it's literally what the franchise is named for is like wreck is like the record symbol from a camera. Uh, But they just they give up. They
1: I, I have they a just feeling just threw it out.
2: I have a feeling like this movie was just supposed to be something else, and then they're just like, eh, let's just call it Quarantine Two like halfway through production, <laughs> and we'll sneak it, in something it, about like a doomsday cult.
0: In a in a weird way, I kind of respect it because they were just like, there's no way we can creatively have someone recording this on a plane, so let's just give up on it. And you know what? Fine, they made a different movie. And they had their like tie ins. because oh, I forgot to mention that the uh the school teacher actually turned out to be the guy who's uh who who was doing the tests in the quarantine house from the first movie. Uh and he turned out to be like the the class hamsters turned about turned out to be his lab rats that he smuggled onto the plane somehow.
1: With a gun too, I think. Yeah, he smuggled them both on. He's like yeah. I got the gun on the same way I got the rats on and didn't explain how <laughs> just was like I got them both on well oh, no yeah, he was saying was that
2: the there were many friends of the cult and uh, presumably one of them was an airport worker who let him bring it on
1: oh okay
0: well and that's like the only mention of other people helping him uh, throughout the entire movie this was also pre 9-11 so I guess the security was not as uh, stringent this was definitely not pre 9-11 this, this is, was what?
2: This was 2011. This is definitely not pre-9-11. That's 10 years later. 2001. Oh, I
0: was thinking of, <laughs> <laughs> I thought 11 was the year for a second. Forget it. Oh, uh, so it's, it's just <laughs> So yeah, this is terrible. Like,
2: it's, it doesn't matter what the ideas were, what the script were, what the actors were. Like It was just made terribly in every possible way. So there's not much you can dive into. Uh, One thing that I'll say was a shame is, like, it's actually a pretty cool premise. Um, If you talk about, like, the first wreck of saying, like, what if you had that slow burn, like, buildup of, like, somebody's maybe a little bit sick and then infected and then there's, like, a small incident that grows while you're on a plane in the air. Um, But the the biggest shame is that they basically just turn to, like, the big guy becomes a zombie right away. Like, there's no buildup. He's just like, oh, my God, he's a zombie. We have to land. And then they just immediately land. Like, you should have (laughs) the whole movie in the plane and then the final five minutes is like their scramble to try to land the plane on time uh but they almost
1: like they had planned a bigger plane so that they could do that but all they got was this dinky little jet
0: i would have liked that and i think to your point lauren i think they couldn't do it because they just didn't they didn't have enough ideas to have the entire movie on just one little plane it's because also it's she- like a
1: one eye like the aisleway yeah. was so narrow that yeah. it was very difficult to see what the hell was going on.
2: <laughs> but I think you could do that. Like you could have one person get bit and then be sick and then like bite someone else. Like basically the same plot of rec one. Like you could have, okay, we subdued the person who was initially sick and now we're trying to take care of these other people and then eventually those people become zombies and then start biting other people. And it's like you can slowly build that while having character drama they just, like, whoever made this movie is not competent enough in filmmaking to do any of those things.
1: Well, also, with the terminal, like, I don't know, with the house, there was a confined space. So everyone was in a specific amount of space. Whereas in terminal, it was just kind of like a frickin' free-for-all.
0: Once uh, yeah, they It went from, like, interesting setting, plane, this could be cool, to, okay, it's a terminal, but it's really it's a warehouse.
1: <laughs> but you can also go into the baggage area and you can also go into yeah. this and this and it's almost just like how to the if anything, in the house thing, it seemed like the zombies weren't specifically like they were looking for humans, but they weren't intelligent enough to be hunting for them. And so you would find them in a room somewhere and they're like trying to open the fridge or something and failing at it. Whereas in quarantine two, they're hunting you because there's such a big space. And so it's just like, you could have completely hid and lost them based (laughs) on this circumference of the location, but suddenly oh they can hear you and they can smell you and they (laughs) can find you
0: i think it was also like because of what they were trying like what the survivors were trying to do like everything they did continued to put them in harm's way because like i mean it it also kind of flowed as well it made sense because like okay the the stewardess is bleeding out i have to go get my bag that's back on the plane fine but then also on you have like that that makes sense but then you also have the businessman like oh i have to get my laptop too so i'm gonna like (laughs) like
1: well also the way that they used the paralyzed gentleman did not make any sense it didn't make (laughs) any sense at all
2: i thought that they were going to do something really cool with that where like he would become a zombie and then you'd like see him crawling around like with his arms and those like limp legs (laughs) uh but they totally did not do that at all
1: and I the think fact the that he was alive, like that didn't make any sense when he's like when just like guys <laughs> Yeah, like look look down. Also, that is not policy in any way, shape or form. They would they, like she wouldn't have just left him on the plane with the pilot. Uh sorry, I just with a handicapped father. It's uh, you, you know this shit. But no, so like A, ter- like they did not read any policy on plane shit. But second of all Like, the fact that he just lay there and didn't get attacked by the giant man that attacked his wife, who was sitting in the window seat. (laughs) He has to go over the guy. (laughs) Exactly. That makes no sense at (laughs) all.
0: I mean, maybe he was just so good at being still, like Drax, that he's learned to become invisible.
2: It's like a World War Z scenario, but, like, not quite. Oh, yeah.
1: But then but, suddenly they can navigate the baggage area so easily and can smell and see and hear humans. Like it just yeah. it,
0: it was one hundred percent the whoever created or wrote the movie, oh John Mr. John Pogue. I'm looking at his IMDP page right now. But he, he had this idea like in, in his zombie movie, like, okay, would this be a great moment where a guy he's paralyzed we so he can't move but like there's a zombie coming to him. And he just wanted to put that moment in the movie. And that's the whole reason that guy was there. And he's like, we'll make it work somehow. Because the, there's the little point, uh, moment later, where like a rat, the infected rat, like jumps on his head, but he can't like get anyone's attention. It's kind of sad, but not, I'm not going to credit this bad movie. I'm also that. looking at his yeah. IMDb
2: and he is working on Deep Blue Sea 3 right now.
0: Oh,
1: good! My can't wait. <laughs> I just also found, like, the characters were incredibly stereotypical, yeah. whereas in the past, that wasn't as much of the case. And so this one was just, like, all the women are too scared to do anything, and they're just screaming at the top of their lungs. And then the big, strong men come in, and they <laughs> save everybody is just, oh, yay, yay, the big, strong man. <laughs> and it's just like, it was just very frustrating. And the angry kid who's just like, screw all you guys. And then the, the, the stewardess who's kind of just trying to be like, okay, kid, like, I'll get you to the next thing. Suddenly she maternalizes the crap out of this child and is just like, I will do anything to make sure you are safe. And there's
0: nothing throughout the entire movie to give her any kind of motivation to care for this kid at all
1: yeah he's been <laughs> sick the whole time <laughs>
0: and there's no reason for him to like her like she doesn't help she doesn't even particularly help him that much like throughout his flight because he tells her i don't need your help so she doesn't help him <laughs> throughout yeah, the whole Yeah and then when story.
1: he's like I saw something and she's just like mm, I don't know about that and he's just like he he should have <laughs> just been the like, oh, okay lady bye like <laughs> yeah. also he's 13 years old I'm not saying that he, like I just the fact that he was just like I'm a scared child like <laughs> it was it was too stereotypical and painful And the girls were just like, you're my Brian's mate. You're my mate of (laughs) honor. I'm getting married. And then so when she gets her nose cut off, like, you're immediately just like, oh, no, what about our wedding? (laughs) (laughs) Like, sorry, but women are more complicated than that. And they can be way more badass in horror movies if you even allow it.
0: I feel like there was, like, a feeble attempt to do that with the main stewardess like later when she like has to take charge is just a well, moment her like
1: daddy like, calls her and tells her What? <laughs> her dad calls her. That was, was also a terrible calls, scene. So the kid hears it and it's just like he said take the stick and she's just like oh shit I got to get I got to grow a pair of ovaries and I got to take charge of things and it's like Is that
0: right before she like tells them to listen to her like yeah. even the guy yeah. with the gun?
1: That oh my god. She's okay, like, yes, I it. really didn't want to, and then she just goes into this story about how her father almost crashed them, and she had to take the stick, and she was like, Daddy just forced me to do things. Oh, oh so that's they what they were talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, that whole little take the the stick, stick second. It sounded so inappropriate that you almost <laughs> missed the point of it. Clearly you did. But, like, it just... It,
0: That that whole conversation about Take the Stick, I think my eyes kind of like glazed over and I was just like, the movie was playing here and I was just looking off in a different direction. But, um, well, that uh, completely, it's even more of a feeble attempt than I thought considering that little nuance. But also, um, fun fact, this is the only movie of all six that passes the Bechdel test. Gross. Uh, Which is... um, b-ball introduced that or like taught me about that or taught us about that i, I did you know about that before Carson? before b-ball i told had it? vaguely heard about it okay but basically the Bechtel test is uh there's two rules basically there have to be two at least two female characters with names and they have to have a conversation that is not about a man <laughs> and that happens only in this movie out of all six surprisingly <laughs> Maybe by accident, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Oh,
1: cool. The le- the most sexist movie is the one that <laughs> passes the stupid ass test.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it's even it's weird because like even the kind of supposedly badass uh, medic lady was like she had to be like super pink and like, uh, oh, I look look at my nails and all this stuff.
1: Well, that was fine. It was more so just the fact that she was like, I've been in combat. I've been in rough situations, but I'm going to scream like a girl and freeze up. And it's just like, sorry, but once you've been through some shit, you don't just freeze up and poop your pants, especially with the training that she would have been given. Like, it's just, it's gross. Well, she had her sacrifice moments.
2: I was going to yeah, end. the sacrifice moment where she's like, I'm going to buy you some time. And then she buys her five <laughs> seconds and then immediately dies.
1: <laughs> five seconds, but she, she, just she runs also, into
0: a crowd of zombies.
1: <laughs> technically, she leads them all to her friends. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, they're friends out of nowhere.
0: And it doesn't even work because as soon as she leaves, a zombie goes for the girl that she was trying to distract them from.
1: And she's the token black character. Oh, wait. No, there was also the businessman who was a black character. Okay, cool. They had two black people, which also puts them in the running of the other shows. In the running? In in terms of, like, capturing aspects of diversity in any way, shape, or form.
0: Okay. Well, From yeah. Your
1: Bechtel test, or whatever it's called. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, I think we're done <laughs> with quarantine. <laughs> I'm surprised we talked about it for that long.
1: I hated it.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I picked it to to like to sy- synop synopsize.
1: Now you can revive your your honor in this next one.
0: Oh, with wreck three. This one is my favorite of all Same. six. Um so basically it kind of follows the formula, formula 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 of rec 1 uh they return to found footage for a little while um it's uh basically a wedding there's a what 20 minutes or 15 minutes quote unquote slow burn of just like okay this is a wedding photographer uh we're, we'll show you it's it's like how I like to go to a wedding where I spend five seconds at the ceremony and then it, everything else is a reception where everything goes crazy. <laughs> um, um, so there's, there's a, another callback again. Uh, one of the uncles has a bite on his hand cause he's a vet and one of the dogs, Oh, I thought he was dead. And then he bit me. Look at this. Uh, so clearly no red herrings here. He's clearly going to be patient zero. Um, and um there's a little moment uh there's more uh character building than wreck two with the wife and the husband. She is obviously having a hard time with something or like she's having a moment uh before the wedding that will come back later in the movie in an interesting way um and then so basically, the wedding happens um the uncle uh slowly gets worse from his dog bite becomes a zombie and then all hell breaks loose Um, throughout the and then while the husband the the main thing is like the husband and the wife are trying to find each other because they love each other so much oh it's so sweet
1: <laughs> um, there's lots um, of character development in the beginning which shows how much they love each other so it totally works out yes I actually thought there was going to be conflict between the two of them
0: where like her secret was going to be like oh I saw you cheating or something like that but so it um, was
1: pregnant since the beginning. It's classic. <laughs> okay, I don't,
0: I don't know, um, but um, there's a cool moment in between that I loved. Uh, the suit of armor, uh, the 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 bride with chainsaw. Why is I there?
1: She a chainsaw? was so badass. That's a woman. That is <laughs> a. This movie showed what women really are like. <laughs> the
0: the one thing I didn't. The, the one note I will say about that is that I could have done with without the "This is my day" line, like. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, she was she was awesome. Um, not much by way of side characters aside from the knockoff SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I just felt him. bad for the entire time. <laughs> Johnny Sponge,
1: <laughs> and it,
0: how he says it in Spanish too it's like. <laughs> a sponge or something like that (laughs)
1: naked under the sponge.
0: (laughs) I know this poor guy who somehow got a shotgun. He's like doing the better than 90% of the wedding party. But, um, just
1: keeps talking about copyright laws. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then
0: there's another guy who like, I didn't even know this was a thing, but he apparently goes to weddings and he writes down the songs. So the, uh, that are played so that the artists can get, uh, uh, credited or royalties, something yeah. or like their
1: royalties. Yeah, got their royalties.
0: Yeah. Um but anyways, yeah, that one was my favorite um is it's a lot more fun than Rec or Rec 2. Um it's very gory. It's just like it's a standard excuse me, not standard uh horror movie. It's a it's a more like campy horror movie which I it's more up my alley. Um
1: I really wish that they had done a little bit more with the whole like it's their whole family it's not strangers like I know that you know she sees her mother try and kill her um and you know there's like the uncle but I just I wish that they had kind of just been a little bit like he could have enjoyed a little bit more of killing one of the like parent-in-laws or (laughs) or not parent-in-laws but like someone that like everybody knows that they like have the that in-law uncle. that bothers them yeah yeah, and so they're just like i'm gonna enjoy this or just like go away like you're so <laughs> annoying or just like something where like it's just it it really clarifies the fact that like this is a real wedding yeah. instead yeah. of just being like this is our family uh.
2: there was well, a there, like I I a scene near the end of that. they had like immobilized all the zombies by reading from the bible and then, like, w- the one that gets them is because he has a hearing aid that isn't working properly. Oh, yeah. And I feel That's like that true. was the and first the time... And
1: grandma is badass in one part, where she's just like, get in here. Get yeah, out, out of like here. telling body. the zombies, no, go away. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, the the whole, like, the hearing aid with, like, the... I think was it was the father or father-in-law, where... I feel like they uh, hadn't set
2: that up before. Like, I don't remember hearing did about they? that. I don't remember it.
0: Yeah. No, but, uh, like... With the whole like, that that's one aspect that I, I mean I I guess that's not the movie that they were trying to make, but like all I could think about was like, I think maybe because Faye and I are going to get married next year, but this is like, what if this was our wedding? Like this is our family. Like I can't just casually shoot them. Um,
1: well, they kind of get that with her mother, like was, yeah, I there's I don't a know. little the bit wo- of that. The woman that birthed her, and she's just like Mama. And then the woman's all like. <laughs> and she's still just like, mama. And she's completely defenseless. Like, if, if other people weren't there, she would have been bitten. She would have been destroyed by her own mother. Like, I don't yeah. know. I thought all that right. was a good scene. All Especially because right. I I it's full rain. Full. So it was even more emotional because there was, like, rain. And so her makeup's all messed up. And she's just like, mama. And that's. Sure. and. I, <laughs> And,
0: yeah, on, on that note, like, it's also, like, I was the most upset that they died in the end. Spoiler alert. um, Because, like, after all of that, like, like just showing, because it showed, the movie did a great job of just showing their connection. Aside from them being a married couple, it's just, like, you could tell that they were truly really trying to, like, get out of it together. And then in the end, They just died, and she, like, bites his fucking tongue off, which is cool.
2: (laughs) I I liked when, because really this is two movies. Like, there's the first half where you're following the cameraman and doing, like, an actual found footage movie, and then, like, halfway through it becomes a uh, bride and groom, like, zombie affair, which I liked both of those movies, but I wish they had picked one and done it the whole way. Uh because like mm-hmm. the whole first half of the movie is like building up this character who he's like filming from his phone or this uh, sh- small camera and he's learning from the professional wedding photographer who has like a steady cam, which like I totally thought we were gonna get more steady cam in this and then they just completely abandon it. Um completely. But he, yeah. But like you have all this character build up and then basically amateur cameraman escapes goes into a bus and then the bus gets invaded by zombies and he's done and then it's like okay now
1: that was, uh, <laughs> that was
0: surprising that
2: it was,
1: was really I mean, funny let's get rid of let's get rid of 20 people by putting them in a bus <laughs> and then and then them just being caught in a corner
2: yeah so i thought that was funny but it's like okay, then you now you transition to this bride and groom that you really haven't learned a whole lot about as like from like random scenes throughout it and so it's like i wish they had introduced us to a little bit more because once they get to that point and then it's like you have the groom and he's putting on like the this medieval plate armor uh because they find it in like the wedding scenario to go back and find her and like she announces over the intercom that she's pregnant and then there's like this big motivation of like we got to get together and it's like that was all cool it was a fun movie but it was like two separate movies
0: yeah that actually i was I completely forgot that they did that little first half where they were following the the young, the amateur photographer so much, which, I mean, I guess it worked in my favor because I just completely focused on the bride and groom story afterwards. Well,
1: I didn't, I didn't like it because I couldn't tell the difference between like their cutovers between who was filming, what was very confusing. And I thought that it would be very simple because it would be like one is steady and the other is not. But then, since they're both running, like, <laughs> the actual, like, smooth sailing camera is still, like, I, I thought it was the kid filming the whole time, like, shaking and whatever, but then suddenly there's, like, an older man's voice behind it, and I was just like, oh, okay, we're on Steadicam. Okay, okay cool.
2: Yeah, and then they make, like, to further divide it into two movies, they basically have the kid who has his camera, his camera gets smashed, and then they're just like, You know what, found footage, fuck this. Like we're done with it. <laughs> um and they never really come back to
0: found footage in the franchise.
1: It's yeah. that they don't do weddings with body cams. Like uh.
0: <laughs> And they I, I love how they tried at the very beginning, like when the outbreak starts, they tried to have the the professional photographer be like, We have to record this. There's, like, that little moment where it's, like, th- everyone has to see, and then they're rightly so, everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then they just smash his camera.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which completely f- flies in the face of that trope, and that, that, like, kind of leads to them abandoning the found footage, which, like, I appreciated that. I
2: I appreciate the attempt that they, w- what they tried to do with Rec 3, because, like, in Rec 2, you take the same scenario and say, we're going to go really deep into the mythology. In Rec 3, they said let's take the idea of what made rec one good and let's try to recreate it. And it's like, where else do you have people filming in kind of like an amateur found footage way? Yeah. It's like, you know what a wedding and a like isolated scenario where it's family and you can have like a slow, like it was all a really And cool where are idea. you
1: surrounded by religious stuff a little bit more? Yeah. Because uh-huh. they had St. Thomas's, I don't know the, his armor and stuff was a, a saints. Yeah, the religious part in this one
2: didn't work for me. Like, when they discovered that you can make the zombies stop by reading the Bible, and then, like, they saw, like, when you look in the mirror, you can see, like, their true form. Like, none of that stuff worked for me, but it was small enough that it never really distracted me from the rest of the movie.
0: Yeah. I think for that, that kind of stuff was just kind of like an interesting aside. Like, okay, that's happening too. Fine. That's cool. Because it's like, just for the fact that it's different from most zombie movies, and I watch all the zombie movies. So like it's like it w- it was it was nice to have something slightly different without overpowering
1: the whole movie. I feel like that whole bit was only because they like ran out of time. <laughs> like I feel like they were just like crap, okay, they're they're caught in the subway drain or whatever. Like we only have 5 minutes left. <laughs> what do we do? Let's give them hope. Let's make them think that maybe they're gonna get out of this alive. Okay, let's let's just make prayer acceptable. Oh, and that I makes me
0: really sad. I <laughs>
1: they're gonna get out of oh, you're totally taking this way too personally because of your. <laughs> I think they did I a really good that.
2: job of like setting up that they might have gotten out because like even she gets bitten and then they go through this whole thing of like having her cut off her arm and I'm like yeah. oh they're finally gonna make it after all this and then it's just like no nah, fuck it. So. Can
0: I just say, if that was me, I would have cut her arm off immediately.
2: Yeah, they were really struggling. It <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah, seem like that, that was a so tough decision. He to <laughs> yeah,
1: that and is. And li- you can see it spreading. Hesitation like. is literally the reason why she didn't live.
0: Yeah, obviously. True. Yeah, that was that was a little frustrating to me. But I mean, it's like it's good enough. They, I, the two characters that we we're following, I cared about. I was sad when they died, and it was uh, gory, fun. The whole way through. Yeah. Well, Overall, also, good so fun
1: when her arm stopped spraying blood, the second that he um,
2: chopped it off.
1: Yeah, that I was just kind of like, um, that. But
2: he tied not...
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Tying it with the thing is really gonna help. Not. Um. No, at that point I was just like, okay, that's really bad. But then I realized it's because she became a zombie, so then it it kind of made sense. That was my favorite movie. I don't know. There was lots of characters. I wouldn't say lots of emotions.
2: It wasn't my favorite, but I I was pleasantly surprised considering all the other movies and where they were going. Uh, I still like Quarantine One. I think that's my favorite of the franchise. But really, like, yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um Re- uh Rec three all was almost like completely separate from every single other movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Except for
0: one tiny nod in Rec four.
1: Just one. Just one tiny. Sorry. We're using background screen things, so when Paulo puts up fingers they disappear. <laughs> oh sorry.
0: Um yeah, there's one mention of the wedding in Rec Four, which we I think we can get into. It's a kind of, it's a shame that we talked more about Quarantine Two than it than Rec Three. <laughs> it seems like, even though two of our two of the three of us liked Rec Three the most,
1: because um, Quarantine Two was so terrible that we had to go scene by scene <laughs>
0: over fair. why it was. So...
1: Um.
2: Yeah. Okay, so. Did, Rec. 4. um, So when I when I had finished watching Rec. 3, I was pleasantly surprised, but I was going to like rate these movies to see like uh, like enter them into my database that I rank films in. Um, And I, I saw all the other ratings for Rec. 3 and they were all really, really bad, which I was surprised on or I was surprised about. But when I was looking at those reviews, I was thinking like, okay, I'm about to watch Rec. 4 next. Everyone seemed to have hated Rec. 3 and hated that it was different. So what are they going to do for rec four? We're probably going to bring back all the same characters. We're going to go back to that (laughs) same damn apartment building. We're going to go back to like everything that everyone liked. And then first scene of rec four, they're back in that same fucking apartment building and back with like the, the woman is back and they're like bringing her back. And it's like, okay, everyone hated rec three. They want to ignore all of that. They want to go back to like the old stuff. And I thought it was going to be straight up like, the exact same apartment building for the entire rec Four. I was pleasantly surprised when they kind of quickly like started there but then exited um, and what happens in the film is they go to a I guess a commandeered boat that is somewhere in like a miscellaneous ocean uh, where some religious organization is using this as like a quarantined uh, boat to conduct their studies to make sure that you know if there's another infection it won't take over the world um, but they can at least like do their studies here. So the the main uh T V host who's in rec one and rec two, uh we discover that like she's kind of possessed by whatever the the lead demon of this franchise is. Um and she's been taken to this boat for further testing. Um we also see these other people, like I think the SWAT crew who took her out like there with her as well. Um there's also the grandma from the wedding is there. Um so we have that tie into rec three. Um,
1: not the badass grandma another grandma
2: i actually don't remember when when she showed up in rec four and she was like oh she's from a wedding i'm like i didn't remember her at all from rec three uh but apparently i don't think she was she was
0: just probably a random guest
2: yeah um but she is credited in rec three so she was actually there um but anyway so basically the story is like uh i forget how it actually initially gets out uh oh I'm trying to remember this movie um but so there's a a chef in the movie and his food gets infected and thereby everyone else like some of the soldiers start to get infected and then kind of all mayhem starts to break loose um so the the movie mainly follows that main tv host who even though she is infected in rec 2 she's still acting pretty normal throughout this whole movie um kind of the same way that she was in rec 1 and we also have this one character who is the uh I think he's like the pilot slash IT guy slash like miscellaneous person who does stuff, Um, but also like creeps on the woman and watches her on film changing. Um, So this is like apparently one of your lead characters that you're supposed to feel sympathy for, Uh, but he's a creep.
0: It's a strange choice there, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but it's basically, like, it follows, like, the soldiers and the religious organization and your lead, like, protagonists who have been, like, brought here and being kind of held in quarantine as, like, the soldiers slowly turn into zombies and kind of break loose throughout the thing. Um, and they're also trying to find the cure. Um, apparently they need to have, like, the original demon's blood in order to find, like, a a vaccine or whatever to, like, solve this in case it does go viral across the world. Um... And that's basically the movie. Um, also, I would say generally pretty good. Like, I thought I was going to absolutely hate it. Uh, the title of the movie is Wreck for Quarantine. Or, sorry, Wreck for Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I thought it was totally going to go in a Resident Evil scenario where it's like, no, this is the end of the world. And it definitely did not. I was not. worried
0: about that, too. Uh, it was it's, self-contained. Even looking, at the, even looking at the poster, like, it's a little I didn't misleading. The, poster.
1: the bait no. and switch, guys. It, it, Switch.
2: it was a pretty good like because we talked about the difference between like following up with the mythology versus kind of like replicating it in a different way and i felt like this found a good balance of that of like the boat was a different idea but it was still going back to kind of that idea of uh what the initial movie was i'll also mention it is not found footage uh there are like elements that they tie into of like the it guys watching the camera and so they tie in camera footage in a little bit i think as a nod to the, how the the franchise started uh but
0: otherwise it's a and they
1: watch her found footage
0: right from which the first is movie. yeah but which is like the the aside from quarantine 2 this is like the most complete departure from uh found footage of of the other movies as well
2: yeah, at least in Rec 4, like, they do the nods. Like, you can tell, like, they are acknowledging the origin of the uh, like the franchise as opposed to Quarantine 2, where it's just like, what is found footage? We don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it... also, it's, it's funny, though, because they throw, like, in Quarantine 3, like, you could tell that these two directors clearly were not friends after this, <laughs> because in Quarantine 4... He literally throws out the whole concept of reading Bible verses, causing the zombies to stop and like have a seizure. Like he just throws that out the window, and it's just like, no, we're not, we're not doing that at all. Or that could have just been because the, they didn't have a priest, right? <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: they just didn't discover that. There's
1: no priest on the boat.
2: <laughs> well, I thought the main That's scientist it. guy was a priest. Was he? I thought so.
1: I thought they all had religious backgrounds in terms of because it was demonic and and they oh. weren't like they weren't like health professionals they were like from the church
2: they seemed very accepting of the whole demon side of things, so yeah, I assumed they were like a religious organization,
0: yeah, but then that's like one thing that that's where i was i kind of was confused because when they were like towing the line between uh the demon thing and the the parasite thing, especially after watching rec three which completely leaned into the demon thing and disregarded the parasite thing. I was like I I don't what is
2: it supposed to be? But that like, goes back to like rec three wasn't a success and so they just kinda said what let's just go back to rec one and two. Let's completely yeah. ignore rec three.
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate like because rec three is great.
1: <laughs> it was it was it was a completely different movie but i enjoyed it the most out of all of them but at the same time what wh- where did the monkeys come from what did they didn't explain <laughs> the monkeys they just talked about cages a little bit monkeys just showed up out of nowhere they just conveniently showed up in ducks and
0: suddenly well, it was
1: a shadowy uh testing like lab that
0: was on the boat right
2: the, those are the, the monkeys so that you talking about I I was totally okay with that because it led to one of the best scenes in like the entire franchise, uh, which is when, no, not with the cook, when they're chasing the woman through the ducks and she's getting chased by monkeys and then she drops out one of the edge and the guy, the creepy guy who is supposed to be our protagonist at that point, he has like the, Mm. the moat boater and she just drops out of the ceiling, yells monkeys takes the the fan, like shoves it up the duck, and then they all just like run into the fan and get incinerated, or whatever
1: uh, <laughs> I good, also but... oh sorry, I was just gonna say for her, in terms of plot development, like that movie really showed me that she was not a good she was not good for the part because <laughs> of the fact that. She is supposed to be making you confused as to whether or not she is still possessed or, like, what is going on kind of thing. And I think she was supposed to kind of semi-be showing that she wasn't possessed or that she wasn't showing symptoms of possession. She did not do that.
0: Cause she's, she's kind of always, like, straight to freak out mode. <laughs>
1: yeah, when something's like, she's going like, wrong. everybody's trying to kill me and stuff. Which is a great way to wake up when you've been in a terrible situation. Like, I get it. You're still just like, I woke up on a boat. What the hell? There's I'm the only female other than granny over there on the entire boat. And they're trying to, like, do tests on me. Obviously, I would be, like, trying to murder everybody. But, like, she just doesn't do a good job of portraying, I think, what they were trying to get across in that character.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: I, mean, I like. I think they were going for the big. What? <laughs> I think they were going for like a big twist at the end, and it just like it didn't work because like you're right, it she did not went. sell it. Also, like they decided to say that like, oh, this whole time the other guy who was supposed to be the protagonist. So there was like the soldier protagonist, and then there was the creepy guy protagonist, and then they're like, oh, this guy has actually been infected and has been evil this whole time. But it's like he never showed signs of that either. So it's like yeah. they didn't really know what they I, were doing. I, they just wanted a twist.
0: I, I think they they just they they did that twist but they didn't earn it so it didn't land like at all. It was just like oh out of no they just have one conversation it was like, Oh, but you were alone with me, so you're the demon and then that's it. Like that's Yeah,
1: they should have like started it way earlier of like making us question who is the one that's possessed. Is it her? Is it not? Is yeah. it someone else? Whereas at the end, they were just like, Ha, ah, plot twist in 30 seconds. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they,
0: they also didn't give that guy anything to do to give him a chance to show, like, okay, maybe it's me. Like, not like to foreshadow a little or even to, like, question his character. It was just he was always like, oh, I'm always helping. That's yeah. it. It's just...
1: They also could have shown a scene of his stomach like rumbling or something. Like there could have just they could have alluded to like more than one of the people potentially being the infected one.
0: Yeah, even him like ducking into a dark hallway, just like one one quick scene. He's like snooping around a little bit, no explanation. He's ducking into a doorway, and then afterwards the the patient got out. So maybe it was him like.
1: Also he's a doctor and so when they're trying to talk to him about like doctor stuff and he's just like no, I'm going to protect this woman that I met 5 minutes ago. <laughs> like it just it doesn't make logical sense in terms of the fact that he doesn't know this woman at all, etc.
0: Yeah. But um going going back to the uh the the favorite scene a little bit. I think uh, for me it had to be when the the cook was fighting the monkey, the first monkey. Um, I don't know why. Not not because he's Filipino. <laughs> and there's – I was surprised to see a Filipino in this movie. But um, just – it was like it – was, it was a fun scene when he was just – when he cooked it. <laughs> like when he, he killed it by like jamming it into his frying pan. Mm-hmm. that that was kind of unexpected considering how the rest of the movie was going but that was yeah that was a fun fun little bit
1: the way that they said that the the virus mutates from host to host kind of it was almost like cleaning up the fact that the zombie acts very different in every single actor that plays the zombie <laughs> including the makeup used on the zombie like that part I just found kind of like a a nice way to kind of clean it all up and why they still needed the original um virus which I which I liked because in this movie especially the makeup was very different suddenly they had boils and like blisters all over their face which they did not have that same effect in any of the other movies to the same degree like they might have had little blisters but this one was just like blisters all over your face
2: yeah i liked the initial ones better because it seemed like it was a bit more grounded um one thing that i liked that uh i think quarantine one did is they showed like one guy who had broken his leg like they show him walking on it later and it's like because yeah. they wanted to have a gross out element to the zombies and it's like that's one that makes sense because he's Dead, but still living. But it's like a normal person won't break on a, or be walking on this leg, but he's still going on it. um Whereas, like by Rec Three and Rec Four, it was just like, oh, they're just as crazy as zombies as we can make. Okay. And it's like it was too over the top at that point.
0: Not to mention Quarantine Two, where the guy with Parkinson's just automatically had full use of his whole body <laughs> when he turned into a zombie,
1: like minute after. Yeah,
0: <laughs> after getting us a, a rat bite on the top of his head. Yeah. But let's not revisit that one.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it just seemed like a group project that just went so many different ways and everyone was just like, hi, I'd like to submit my project separately because I hate the rest of the group by the end of it. (laughs) Wait, for which one? For all of them. Like each one was just, I mean, one and two were together. They were the first two projects. But then the last two were just like, I, I hate my group to the point where I am happy to get a terrible grade on the team part of this, but um, I want to submit what I did because I actually did the work.
2: <laughs> if you remove Rec. 3, then 1, 2, and 4 make sense as a trilogy. Um, but Rec. 3 is also the most fun, so I wouldn't want to remove it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the easiest way to handle that would just call Rec. 3, like... A, it's just a different movie, like Zombie Wedding. Just take wreck out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: like the Hobbit. Why, why even have
1: Genesis? Like Genesis has nothing to do. Just, still death do its part. Something I don't know. <laughs> also, I'm not so. Uh, no. no, 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 no. I'm going to say I have watched so many kind of religious tied in paranormal movies, horror movies. This. This whole thing did not follow any of the really basic exorcist concepts, um any of the basic kind of priest elements, like these movies. it's like they it's like a lot of things where people are just like, "Hey, instead of working off of what's already been done a million times, and we could learn from instead of just making a big fart ourselves." Let's just recreate the wheel and see how it goes. So that's I, my bit. Because you were talking about being like a zombie expert. So here's me being like, I have a weird obsession with <laughs> religious paranormal movies.
0: I never uh, assumed to be a, uh, re- a you zombie expert. i a lot of zombie movies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Okay, I'll watch a lot of zombie movies.
2: <laughs> I'm okay with them trying to do something different. Like, I don't... I don't want people to just do the same thing over and over again. It's just that the execution wasn't, like, you, they they didn't seem to understand why you bring in religious uh, lore, which is, it's a way to kind of sneak in fantasy while still giving something that's a little bit grounded for people to believe in. And it's like, they...
1: No, I more so mean the response to it so i'm totally cool with doing different things in terms of how the demon comes around whatever it was more so just the fact that they were just like this is a priest but he's gonna do none of the stuff that every single priest has done in every other paranormal movie yeah that's fair
0: (laughs) it's funny because um uh what's her name the quarantine one girl
2: jennifer lady
0: jennifer carpenter yeah, like, I just automatically look at her and she scares me because of uh, that Exorcism of Emily Rose movie, which, like, I watched, it, like, scarred me because that's one, like, if you're looking for uh, priest things or, like, exorcism things, that's, I mean, actually, there's not a lot of the exorcism type things, but just, like, her being possessed, she does a great job throughout that movie and it, like, just, I can't watch it again, even though, It scared me when I was, like, what, 15, 16. But still, just looking at her now and, like, looking at her in quarantine, like, she did a good job there, too, but it just lended to the whole – maybe if she did, like, rec 3 and 4, like, with Jennifer Carpenter, and then when they were actually using, like, the demonic stuff, it would have been even more scary. But then I might not have watched them. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, I really liked Exorcism of Emily Rose. I just realized that they were connected. Oh, you liked it? (laughs) (laughs) I also forgot that it was her. Uh,
0: Uh, Did you wait? What?
2: I watched. I forgot that that was Jennifer Carpenter. Um, That's been a long time since I've seen that. Um, Overall, like, I ended up liking these movies a lot more than I thought I would. Like when you suggested Mm -hmm. watching this franchise, I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna watch four terrible movies and two that (laughs) I might like." Uh, But I enjoyed three and four. It was really just, we really didn't need to include quarantine two on this.
0: <laughs> I mean, just for like, to be thorough, right?
1: <laughs> Wait, when I was Googling um, images to just like double check on everything, uh, I think it said something about quarantine three. Oh, God. Is there a quarantine
0: three? I'm going to have to look at that because I Movies
1: don't Movies I'm looking forward to. No. Oh. Quarantine
0: three.
2: I don't think there quarantine was a Quarantine
0: LA. <laughs> No. I don't. Quarantine 3 Genesis?
2: Oh, no. I think there is a Quarantine LA that is an uh, Asylum movie.
1: Mm. I think Asylum oh. did
2: a ripoff for it. Uh, the movie studio called Asylum, not taking place in an Asylum.
0: Oh. That was actually something I wanted to touch on. The studio that did Quarantine 2, which is a uh, stage 6. They've they've done like a lot of random shitty movies, especially around the time that they did um, Quarantine Two, and it's like you look at them and there's like uh, like another an, an Anaconda sequel, the Art of War sequel. Um,
2: they like, did Moon.
0: They did Moon, and I was gonna get to that. Like later on, they do a lot of like not a lot. They do some actually good movies so moon is one of them um what there was another attack the block
2: oh yeah that's a good, good one.
0: movie the raid redemption like it's it's surprising like they um
2: yeah this is a real up I, and down i'm looking at the filmography
0: yeah they're like all over the place <laughs> they did starship troopers 3 but anyways Starship Troopers three, interestingly enough, had like a weird uh, religious uh, r- religious theme behind it.
2: Is like that how Starship they... Troopers traitor of Mars.
0: No, Starship Troopers three Marauder. <laughs> so like Starship Troopers one was like the, it was all about like propaganda and like this like the military slash government thing. And then ignore Starship Troopers two because that was some random garbage. But then Starship Troopers three was. Like they went they tried to do that uh that kind of like uh satire of like a theme and they chose like I think religion. I don't remember that well. And I don't know why I'm talking about it right now. But anyways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, want to ask one question. Carson, did you emotionally um have any response to quarantine three because of the fact that you're going to be getting married?
2: <laughs> rec three? That one. Uh, I did not make that connection, Now,
0: Carson's having a small wedding. Yeah, I guess,
2: like, if I had been planning, like, a large (laughs) wedding, like, maybe I would have connected that. But, like, our plan was always to have, like, a smaller wedding. And so, I don't know, the whole concept of getting all these family together, I'm just like, no, let's not do that. I
0: think that's why it affected me that much, because mine is more along the lines. And, like... Faye wants to do a whole dance and everything too. And it's like, they did
1: it (laughs) in the movie. What if it happens to us? Like I can't kill my mom. Anyone that gets bit by a dog is not allowed to come. Yeah. Actually that's fair.
2: Although it is interesting having a wedding in quarantine to kind of make that connection. Um, But yeah, like rec three, they don't actually, to one of the points that Paulo made, they don't do a lot with the wedding. It's more of a reception of like the wedding takes like 30 seconds of the whole movie.
0: Yeah, which it's, I'm totally fine with. <laughs> I'm
2: again like because we we had ta- I don't know why we're talking about this again. Uh, but like they spend the whole first half of the movie like building up these two camera people that end up just like dying and you ignore. But it's like if you spent more time on the wedding and then we care more about the bride and groom, that would have made the second half that much better.
0: Which, uh, which I agree with, but at the same time, I it's Well, it's great to me that I think they still did a good job. Throughout the second half, just having the bride and groom being compelling, like, characters that you... What's wrong with my voice? <coughs> Excuse me. Like, building them up to be compelling characters that you wanted to see survive together. But, anyways. Yeah. I'll stop kicking that horse. <laughs> well, let's, let's close it off. Your wedding's not
1: going to turn out like that. Don't <laughs> worry about it.
2: You don't know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't know i might be that would be fun no
2: i, <laughs> I mean you yeah. are a,
0: please
1: record it please make sure someone records it okay we have don't to put record everything <laughs> everyone has a right to know what happened here
0: i will be that guy
2: <laughs> um okay let's let's close it off there uh
0: <laughs> okay um yeah, so I, I like I hope you guys, whoever's is listening, um, that uh, your wedding goes well. Uh, <laughs> um, I hope that.
1: And your uh, plane <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, and living in
1: an apartment, <laughs> you're so stuck on the wedding now. <laughs>
0: and what, what else? Uh, don't uh, trust SWAT teams. Defund SWAT. I don't know. Hey,
2: um, I was going to ask this question uh, at the beginning. Uh, like we're, we're currently in quarantine in real life and it looks like we are heading to like a, a wave two. So it's almost like a quarantine two. Uh, do you think our quarantine two is going to be as bad as quarantine two?
1: Probably.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know if you substitute zombies with, uh, difficulty breathing, then Yes.
1: I'm like a weird fever and stuff everybody's getting different symptoms so it is mutating in each hose
0: <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs>
0: you should get on a giant intercom throughout the city of toronto and just start reading scripture so that everyone infected will stop moving unless they have gonna, hearing aids
2: i'm gonna start recording everything sound footage uh...
1: yeah <laughs> i'm gonna put a body cam on oh i do have a gopro Everyone has a right to know <laughs> what happened here. I'm not going to participate in actually trying to save us because I'm recording. <laughs> I don't need my other hand to survive. I need to <laughs> yeah. record.
2: Well, anyway. it's okay, Lauren, because according to the the laws of this franchise, you're a woman, so the men will just save you, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Except for I'll that just one <laughs> crane in the corner. <laughs>
0: Story that just reminded me that one useless guy in Rex Three, who was helping the the bride, until he just got bitten when she had the chainsaw.
2: Yeah, he like got bitten off camera, and he was just like all of a sudden a zombie.
0: Oh shit!
1: <laughs> I mean, at the same time, like in if you're looking at this from like reality versus cinema quality, like a lot of people would have been in shock throughout all of these to a greater extent. And so they would have been fumbling. They would have been making a lot of mistakes. And there would be people that would have just shut off their emotions and just started getting shit done, which I didn't find in any of these movies to that extent that I've seen in psychology books that I've read about this, that they still have an emotional response regardless of what they've been doing, whereas The Priest in quarantine 2 or in wreck 2 even though he's a terrible character the fact that he doesn't hesitate in killing the one zombie guy that's the kind of response that you have when you go into this kind of fight or flight emotion so if we're going from a psychology perspective <laughs> on this since i am in no way shape or form an expert Um, I just, that was one thing that I mean, the movies would suck if it was showing the reality of what people would really be going through and experiencing because you would have people like urinating everywhere in their pants and just being like what's going on, oh my god Um, I mean, that could be compelling for certain characters (laughs) Anyways (laughs) What do you think, Carson? Your facial expression (laughs) I
0: I think you just put
2: more thought into that one sentence than whoever made all of quarantine 2 for the entire like time (laughs) period that they made that movie
0: hey quarantine 2 made the the express decision to have multiple red herrings of like oh this guy's sick but oh this guy has rats oh there's a cat here
2: i'm not convinced that they know what's a red herring and what isn't i think they were just
0: (laughs) doing stuff
1: I think these were coincidences. <laughs> we're we're
0: just, just like, say, like. Let's make some casual dialogue. Oh, okay, I'm sick. And it people, just happened. People to
2: get sick at the beginning of a zombie movie, right? So we'll just have like four people get sick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so if you guys have uh, stuck with us this far, um, make sure you watch Rec 3, if nothing
1: else. <laughs> and, and, and 1. And to Quarantine 1. Um, but if you're going to if you're going to watch all of them, I would suggest watching the wreck one first and then watching Quarantine one because when you watch them backwards, the whole time you're just kind of just like, oh, this is the same, this is the same thing. Yeah,
2: oh. I would actually Whereas recommend you can
1: just see the quality increase.
2: Yeah, I would recommend just like watching wreck one to wreck four, and it's like even though I think Quarantine is a better movie, like you you're better off just watching. the 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 original spanish franchise on its own
0: it just flows better
1: but and uh, it doesn't like sometimes i find with foreign films you miss quite a bit when you're trying to read along with what's going on but that doesn't really seem to happen here and maybe it's because i have very limited spanish that i could kind of understand what was going on half the time but (laughs) i didn't have trouble following along
0: cool so i think we're all in agreement watch rec one to four (laughs)
1: <laughs> and
0: quarantine um, oh, yeah,
1: not quarantine. quarantine 2
0: okay so the final agreement just watch everything but quarantine 2 <laughs> yes um, so aside from uh, quarantine 3 which may never come uh, what are you guys looking forward to in the near future what do you guys want to watch uh,
2: uh, so I'm going to break the rules of this podcast and I'm going to talk about a TV show uh, and that's because no movies are coming out right now Uh, And I'm looking forward to season two of Umbrella Academy. Uh, The first season I liked because it was shot in my neighborhood and it was decent enough ideas. Budget was really low. I'm hoping that semi-success of season one leads to a little bit better graphics and writing and acting in season two. Uh, So
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Um, I'm going to go next. Sorry, (laughs) Lauren. I'm looking forward to uh, Greyhound. Which I've just discovered is coming out because uh, there was a trailer uh, on YouTube, I think. Basically, it's a, a Tom Hanks leading a World War II naval fleet, and I haven't seen him in a war movie since Saving Private Ryan, so I think that would be interesting. And also, the last thing that I saw him one saw him in was the Mr. Rogers movie, so it'd be. I feel like it'd be a nice left turn.
2: That's um, uh, being produced by Stage Six Films.
0: Get out of here. It is, actually. Greyhound? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Alright, well, I'm giving you another chance. Stage six. You can redeem yourself from quarantine, too. That's what funny. about you, Lauren?
1: Um, well, I'll break the rules, too, since there aren't any new movies coming out. Um, I have The Fifth Element as my next movie to watch on Netflix. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to watch. <laughs> I'm on also, board with that one. If you like the Umbrella Academy, you will like the show Misfits um, just as something else if you want to watch stuff.
0: Well, thank you, Lauren, for joining us again. Thank you, Carson, for being our fearless leader.
1: I miss you guys so much. It's so nice to see your faces and spend time with you.
0: you are always welcome back anytime Um, guests are hard to come by (laughs) Um, and who knows guys uh, next month maybe we'll start delving into TV shows we're running out of movies (laughs) we'll see we Uh, should make a movie
1: ourselves
0: (laughs) or that that would be great (laughs) so join us next time on Houston we have a podcast bye bye